Hello, guys. Welcome to the first episode of A Lock Store. We have a super, super special guest. I keep saying super, super because I'm really excited. She's a celebrity in the lock community. Reagan, welcome to the stage. First of all, we don't have to... Celebrity in the lock community is a reach. <laughs> start off saying that, but I'm so happy to be here with you. Like you said earlier, talking about something that we're both super passionate about and that we both bonded really really heavily about and learned so much about together so I'm just really happy to be here yeah so Reagan and I both like I said in our last my last uh, trailer episode kind of started our vlog story at the same time but like we're in very remote locations um and so that's why we kind of like started this bond and started the conversation about what locks have meant to us and I know your lock story and the reason you started it has a lot of um, connection to your family and your mom and I hope we get to get into that today as well um, but first for the people who can't see you tell me about your locks how would you describe them to people so my locks are actually at this point an extension of my natural curly hair journey because a lot of people ask me because my locks are very curly still and bulgy looking because they're budding right now but people ask me all the time like how do you get your hair to be like that and really it's just like unique to me because that's who I am. So I think my locks are very like, I don't know, they've always been very much of a personal thing. So you would kind of just have to see me and know me in order to fully grasp what they are and why they are the way that they are. But they're blondish, the same color as my skin, <laughs> pretty much. And they are, I don't know, I love them. They're my babies. Yeah, I feel the same way about mine. So tell me a little about your lock story. How did you start them? What was your inspiration to start them? Um, yeah. So I'm actually the ninth woman in my family to start a lock journey. The person who started, I think about two or three days before me was my mother who passed away last year in December. And we decided to, after I helped her start hers, my sister and I twisted her hair um, together and I decided that I wanted to embark on this journey with her as well. So at this point, we didn't know exactly that it would be soon, you know, before she passed away, because I'm only going on seven months now. And um, we didn't know that that was going to happen. But I feel like I'm kind of carrying her with me through my lock journey. So it's something very special to me because I was able to share that experience with her with our starter locks together. We had our um, little twist in, we did two strand twists. And also as a community with my family, like I said, I'm the ninth person in my family to have locks, all women. So, and we do have males in our family, but pretty much all the women in my family, the youngest person to have them is turning four years old this year. Wow. So it's just something really special for me. And then plus I needed grounding at that time. I felt like the universe really knew that. So I was pushed in that direction because I'd wanted them since I was like 14. But originally my mother said no to them because I changed my hair so much. But during this time, you know, I needed grounding. And I feel like the all was aware of that, which is why I had that drive to do it. And my mom was kind of like the catalyst to get me to start. Right, exactly. Because I know your sister has locks. How long has she had them? Because these are long. Yeah, they're down to her butt and they're gorgeous because... You know, she's naturally blonde. So with the sun and everything, you get all these different colors from lightning of the sun plus their natural color. And she's had her locks for about eight years. But she's not the first person. I don't think she's the first person in our family to get them. I think my cousin is. 
And I feel like she's had hers about nine years and she's cut hers a few times. She's done like the bobs and, you know, just all sorts of cool styles and colors with them. So there's so much you can do with locks. People just don't even know. Like people can't see me right now, but I'm actually putting my hair in Marley Twist. Literally. Literally putting my hair in Marley Twist. So it's, it's flexible. Like people say that you can't do anything with them. My family was worried that I wouldn't keep them in, but I love my locks. And I also love the fact that I can just change it up. Like I'm bored right now because we're in quarantine. You're the queen of changing it up though. Like before I even really knew you, you would always have like a different wig or a different color or a different cut and just like we're really changing it up. And I think like even literally guys, I hop on the phone and she's like, oh, I'm twisting my hair. And I thought she was doing a retwist and she's literally like giving Senegalese Marley twist right now. And I think that Someone like me, I started my locks because I was tired of doing my hair and I really like simplicity, but I love that you are also created this platform where you can show the diversity of locks. And I would love for you to speak a little bit about how you've kind of um, started this platform and kind of built locks as a part of your personality and character um, into this Instagram platform, because you're also a YouTuber, so. Yeah, for sure. So I go by West Indy Ray online and shout out to all my little unicorns near and far, new and old. I love you guys so much. And I appreciate the platform that I've been given. So I always like to start off with a little bit of gratitude when talking about this, because it's really amazing. You know, the transition from just being like, you know, somebody who would earn a couple bucks on YouTube to somebody who literally gets to help and assist so many people. Somebody messaged me yesterday saying that I actually my one of my videos prevented them from putting wax in their locks, which is a big no, no. So it's really exciting for me to be able to help people in that way. But, you know, the locks, like I said, they're an extension of my curly hair journey. And the lock community has just embraced me so much that it really just allowed me to blow up in ways that I didn't know were possible overnight. So when I first started my locks, you know, before that, with all the curly hair stuff on YouTube and the Chinese hair companies offering to pay you to do wig reviews and stuff like that. I was always talking about hair whenever I needed a little extra buck. Right. But ever since I started locks, I just felt immediately embraced by this strong community of black people, because it is something that is unique to us. Like the natural evolution of our hair points towards locks, you know, with most people who are of color. So it was just something that in three weeks, I think I gained like 30,000 followers. I literally watched it happen. Like I literally watched it happen. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was overnight. Like I didn't do anything weird. No disrespect to anybody, but I didn't like show any extra body parts that I wasn't showing before. Like I love everybody who does that, you know, but I didn't have to do anything in order to set myself apart from anything else. I literally just joined this community. And when people started seeing my content and the confidence that I exuded with my new style, which is something that is more than a style to me, like people just flocked. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to talk about the confidence that people have with their locks because the transition's not always easy for everyone. I know for myself personally, like I kind of just did it and was like, F it, like it is what it is. But I think for you, um, just the way that you very like owned it and owned every phase of it, I think has been really powerful for people to see. So I'd love to hear like what, how have you, and how have you dealt with it internally? You know, like 
outwardly it may appear that you're like living and you dye your hair and you're giving great like, recommendations, but just internally, has there ever been like a time when you've regretted it or just really not felt as beautiful as you may feel every day? Absolutely not. Not once. And it's not because there's anything special about me at mm-hmm. all. Like, oh, I was just born with this confidence. There's nothing special about me because anybody can feel this way. And I know this because anybody can feel insecure. I have been insecure at several different points in my life, whether it be from childhood stuff and like having to work on my like, you know, shadow work and all that, or whether it be from a breakup that happened or even my mother passing away, like you'd be surprised how somebody who has given you so much security in the past, having to transition away from like a physical state could bring down your self-esteem. Like those are the things that people don't think about. So for me with my locks, the main thing was just starting out with it. I decided that I was not going to have an ugly phase. Mm -hmm. People say ugly phase all the time. And I'm like, why do you say that? Like, why would you speak that into your reality? And I just decided in the beginning, I was not going to have an ugly phase. And then on top of that, you know, just understanding like the reason why I did it and what it actually means and the, the fact that my life was transitioning along with my locks yeah. getting shorter and longer and budding and doing all this getting shorter and longer people don't realize that <laughs> like oh your hair you just lock it up and then it gets long because right. all the dead hair it doesn't fall off no this hair goes shorter and then <laughs> gets shorter and longer again and it repeats that cycle 10 times over so it's like i think the main thing though is just continuing with my regular scheduled programming when it comes to hyping myself up in the mirror every day like my natural self not even just after i beat my face or after i get a fresh wee twist i wake up in the morning looking raggedy as i'll get out i don't really wrap my head at night ever so it never really <laughs> i don't even i don't even want to go there with you but, <laughs> but i hype it up either way because this is who yeah. i am yeah you know so yeah. Not having an ugly phase, just deciding that out the gate and also making sure that I spend time with myself in the mirror, even when, you know, society tells me I shouldn't be beautiful first thing in the morning with, I call it cat boo-boo in my eyes. That's when I hype myself up and that's been the most beneficial thing for me. Right, right. Have there been any points for you, because you, like you said, you change your hair a lot. Have there mm-hmm. been any points where you felt like let me let me comb it out you even put the wig on one so I commend you for that but have you ever felt like maybe this wasn't for you I put the wig on honestly to take pictures mm-hmm. like that was the only reason why and I was like going to the store or something right. wanting to be on my face for no reason and right. I just put it on I don't even remember why I did that but there has <laughs> never been a time where I wanted to comb them out which is funny because I see a lot of people on YouTube that are now like famous lock YouTubers combing their hair out and stuff and I don't know what it is if it's like a transition that we're going through right now but I haven't felt that way I think I'm just so in love with them that I haven't had the chance yet maybe like five years down the line but right now and plus knowing what they could be by seeing my sister with the same exact hair texture as me and her beautiful long locks I just know everything they could be so I wouldn't I wouldn't risk that at all is there anything you wish that you knew before you started locks outside of the shrinkage thing? <laughs> um, not really, just because for me, I did a lot of research and then um, I also was able to see a lot of people in my family go through it. I didn't know how my specific head of hair was going to react to it, 
nor did I even like stunt my sister so much during the time that she started her locks. We weren't really like besties like how we are now. So I wasn't really paying attention to her. So I didn't know about all the shrinkage, but it all goes back to deciding, you know, that this is an area of my life that I'm taking control over, like in society, in my personal life, I'm taking control. And I'm deciding with that authority that I'm not going to have an ugly stage. So that idea like saved my life. If I were to tell anybody anything about their lock journey before, and I could just choose one thing, it would literally be like deciding not to have an ugly stage. So there's never been a time where I felt like that would be necessary. I think that's extremely powerful. And then my first trailer episode, I gave kind of a snippet about me starting my journey. And for me, I was moving to New York and I was just like, I don't know any fucking body. I don't care what y'all think of my hair. And because I think the ugly stage is a lot of something that is like a misconception or like a myth that we're all hearing of and we're waiting for, but you never actually know what it is. Like there yeah. were so many times where I was just like, God, my hair is so irritating. Like, is this the ugly stage? But I mm-hmm. think just watching it grow and mature and just accepting it in every form is really powerful. And just, it, it, it grounds you, like I said. I love how you talk about the grounding aspect of um, your lock journey as well. So again, going back to your platform, um, what do you, how do you feel responsible to this lock community now that you have these followers and these videos that are very informative and are in, engaging people in this way? Um, I think that, like in general with my platform, I've always kind of done my own thing with it. I never felt pressure to act or do a certain thing. And I think that that authenticity is what makes people want to like rock with me so hard because my, my um like YouTube family, I don't like to really call them like followers or anything like that, but my YouTube family, they ride hard. So really the main thing is that I just, my responsibility I think is just to, a, make them proud and keep shining my light out in the world and, you know, just make sure that I am answering questions where I can and producing enough content to really help people who may be in a really dark place. So my responsibility, the whole YouTube thing is not very different from my responsibility in life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you talk a little about the lessons that you've learned, um, like I said, grounding you and also like your story about your mom and I think you even have a highlight on your Instagram showing you and your mom like with your locks and I was just like that spoke so much to me and it really was the reason why I wanted to create this space because a lot of people have familial ties to their hair and of course locks the cultural implications of locks there's a lot of history there um do you have you said that a lot of people in your family started locks is it because of your heritage or do you think it was just something that people gravitated to well, I'm also Jamaican, so I do. I can say that it does make me feel a lot closer to my heritage because people ask me all the time. I go by Western New Brand, they're like, where are you from? Where are you from? And I actually was not born, like, in the motherland. So mm-hmm. I was born in the U.S. And I think that, you know, having, like, my grandma and all my aunties and stuff like that really does ground me and make me feel closer to you know, my, my roots. It's Mm -hmm. something that's very important because some of my family is actually from the original tribe of Jamaicans, like before slavery even like touched down over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are all these misconceptions about, um, like wetting your hair, you have to treat it this way and not do this and not do that. And I'm like, do you really feel like the people who came before me on the island didn't go swimming and were worried about, 
yeah. their retweets. Like right. absolutely not. Yeah. Just like really living in your truth in your natural life the way that you would, regardless of vanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that really makes me feel connected to my roots. So definitely cultural. And it also makes me super passionate about misconceptions about locks and seeing other people who don't have respect for the culture Mm -hmm. like that drives me up the wall to a certain extent i try not to get myself all the way there because one of my favorite jamaican quotes ever is make them guan so like whatever they want to do like let them do it like make them go ahead and do it it's not your business so you know there's that but also i really do have to and that's another thing like my responsibility to the world even is to pay respect to who I am mm-hmm. and who my people are because they guide me, I heal them. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing about ancestors and people who come before you. So definitely ha- weighs a lot on me like culturally as well. Yeah. I think in a way like locks have definitely been westernized. And I think even mm-hmm. when we talked and you, cause you actually taught me how to do my first retwist and mm-hmm. I had like, I still have parts and everything, but I love the way that we, I love seeing different people's perspective about their locks because for you, you didn't part your hair. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, but don't you want the perfect creases and the oiled scalp? And mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to just think about embracing your hair and like letting it grow the way that it grows. And another friend of mine is Guyanese and they just started their locks. And so it is like a very cultural experience as well. And just allowing your hair to be, and there are so many YouTube videos and information about there, how to do it, but there really is no single way to do it. I think it's just a matter of like what you want and what you want to be and allowing that to transform and develop as well. Yeah, for sure. Like the, I made a video the other day about um, when I did like my six month retwist and one of my, the people in my like YouTube community actually quoted the video in the comments and they were like, cause there was one part where I was like, you know, they tell you to do this or whatever, but really who's going to come into your house and fight you? Like, do what works for yourself. If yeah. gels work better for you, use gels. If some right. people only use oil, some people don't use anything and they freeform. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to come to your house and fight you? Now, you have to deal with however your stuff turns out. If, right. it, if you jack it up, you know, be careful. But at the end of the day, if you were to just let yourself be naturally, yeah. you'd be so shocked to find out how much you love, you know, who that person is or that being is. Yeah. I think it's also important to realize that people have different hair textures. And I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you was like, who was your locked winner? Who was your inspiration? And it could be family. It could be a YouTuber. For me, it was a YouTuber called Kudzi, Kudzi Peps. (laughs) And I love like her small locks, but we had totally different hair texture. And I had to accept the fact that what I was trying to achieve is not necessarily what is going to happen to me. So especially you having a looser curl pattern and things like that, do you find that you have to kind of uh, explain yourself or inform people that like I am not the standard as well yeah so like with that it's always you know I, I make sure I tread lightly with that because mm-hmm. another one of my pet peeves and this is just in general is when people like go out of their way to highlight like oh I have because my hair is like 3C, 4A, right? So, oh, I have 3C, 4A hair. So it's going to be different than that. Like to me, that's like saying, 
oh, I'm not just regular black, I'm mixed. Like, I... A whole conversation! A whole nother topic, okay? Yeah, that's a whole podcast. Like, but I hate that so much. Like, when people just go out of their way to, you know, separate themselves from the mass of people who originated. Yeah. Whatever style that you have, right? You know what I mean? So... But what I do say is when people ask me, like, how did you get your hair like that? Because, like I said, it does have its little curls and its curly buds and stuff like that. I just tell them, you know, my hair is just curly and this is how it is. But it's not Mm -hmm. done locking yet. So don't think this is a finished product. And everybody's hair is different. I don't care. There are people who have looser hair than me. That doesn't make their hair all better shades, than shades, all different places. Like, all yeah. shades, all different places of black, because yeah. let's be real, I'm black. Yeah. But it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel any less or more special. Like, yeah. if somebody came in the room and was like, my locks are the best locks, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, they are. Yeah. And I want you to feel that way. That's but awesome. But all of mine, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's just, but I, I try not to go out of my way to, like, I let them know that everybody's hair is different no matter who you are, mm-hmm. but I purposefully try not to play into that whole narrative that colorism mm-hmm. has birthed. Listen, I'm happy to get into it, and I hope we can use, like, this platform going forward to have those conversations, because it's really just about hair in general and, like, the learnings and the growing pains that come with it, and so just, I think being natural is a movement that's happening right now, but I feel like locks is like taking off. Like, is it just me or does it feel like- It's definitely taking off. It's taking off. And I was talking to my mom the other day and I was just like, is there any other community that is bound by hair in this way? Like not defined necessarily by race or by culture, but truly the lock community, like even going on Instagram, these pages have hundreds of thousands of followers and posts I think it's so amazing that people can just be bonded by this process which is going to end up differently for everyone as well so I think it's just it's a moment yeah and another thing that I really 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 love a lot of the lock pages that I follow you know they post people of all shades all colors of all looks you know what I'm saying like times even in the curly hair community they would post the girls with the curly hair, with the light skin, with the three B curls or three C at at most, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With honey blonde highlights and this, that, and the third, and this color eyes. But with the lot community, yeah. you have chocolate sisters on there, you have cinnamon brown sisters on right. there, you have light skin sisters on there, like some of everything, every flavor, every look. You got the skinny nose, the broad nose, the yeah hairlines the baby hairs like everything it really makes me proud to see something that is so inclusive of black people all types of black people i totally agree i totally agree um we talk a little bit about the implications that lock can have externally not just within our community but how it's perceived um what are your takes on how people perceive your locks have you gotten any negative comments have you felt any different socially in the world by having locks? Um, I think one of the most surprising things are how people from the Latinx community have like really accepted it. I didn't think that they wouldn't. And I didn't think that they would. I kind of just, it was like a out of sight, out of mind type of thing. But for some reason, I feel like I get an overwhelming amount of comments 
mm. of people loving my hair from that community, which I do appreciate. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I don't think I feel any differently world because of it I've had thoughts like going on job interviews and stuff Mm -hmm. like that of like oh how will this be received but another thing about locks is people have this perception that they will be seen as unprofessional but Mm -hmm. I do some really cute little ponies and some buns just the same as when I had loose curly hair I wouldn't go to a job interview you know with that and how I look at people with straight hair kind of like sideways when they have all this long flowy hair when they go to their job and it's literally all the same to me you know like pin back and it looks bomb yeah I just think that that's the cleanest way to go when it comes to and I feel like you always have some looks like you're always coming with a look and so I'm just I'm excited to as my locks grow and change to learn about the things that you can do to make it fun because it doesn't have to be a singular thing at all like truly at all there's just as much freedom as I would have had if I had my crazy 4c afro that i could not tame but (laughs) yeah so um i also wanted to ask you kind of a landing question as we kind of wrap this up and i'll allow you of course you have extra things you want to say please share but my question to you and i feel like i want to end this way for like many of my podcasts going forward but I would love for you to tell me about a time where you felt most beautiful and most proud of having your locks. The time when I felt most beautiful and most proud is like probably gonna, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but whenever I talk about these things on YouTube, people always comment that they cry because it's mm-hmm. always something surrounding my mom. And I remember towards the end of her life, like the last couple weeks, she couldn't talk or anything like that and that was really challenging for me because of the fact that I knew there was so much that she wanted to say so much that she wanted to say but I remember sitting by her bedside because we took care of her around the clock she wasn't alone for more than 30 seconds Mm. not sleeping never 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 so I remember telling her um and this was towards the end where we kind of knew everything was happening but just to keep her spirits up and I was like you know, I can't wait for you to see how long my locks grow. Yeah. And that right there, like, it really made me feel like, you know, this is something that I'm going to carry her with. Yeah. And I had a dream eight days after she passed away where she told me that my concern was always that, you know, as many people as possible need to meet this woman because she's literally an angel. Anybody who knows her, it's not just me saying it because I'm her daughter and because she has since passed, but anybody who knows her knows that she's an angel. And my concern was always for the world and how terrible it can be sometimes as many people as possible need to know and meet this woman. Mm. And in the dream, she told me that they'll meet her, but they have to meet her through my actions mm. from here on out. And this is eight days after she passed away. And to me, I feel like walking around in my everyday life and you know, things can change. I have her inside of me regardless. Like, so I'm not bound to her by my locks, but I definitely feel an overwhelming presence of her by having them. So that's definitely like the moment that I felt most proud is when I was able to sit and reflect with her while she was still here Mm -hmm. on the thing that we did together and how I was going to use it as a representation of her even after her physical being had 
moved on. So that's definitely it. I don't really have much else. You have, like you really have. And I think we can count, we can count followers or community members or page views and stuff. But like that obviously is such a different meaning, you know, like having that reach is a really, is really like doing the work through your mother and like through her spirit. And I think just really culminates like the reason why I'm doing this because I love your story, not just because it's a good story, because it's real. It's because it's you. And I think that everyone has a very diverse experience. And um, it's crazy that like we met and we're just DMing like about our hair. And then literally I watched you gain like 40,000 followers in a week. <laughs> I know. And then for the fact that we like went yeah. to the same college even before this. Yeah. yeah. Really connected and had mutual friends even before. Had mutual friends. Had like good mutual friends. <laughs> like my mutual friends are tight with you. Yeah. And then it took for that to happen. And then on top of that, like me being so honored to be one of the, or the first person on your podcast and sharing the story of my mom. Like, it's just, yeah, that speaks so many volumes to her expressing to me and even to reach and say a promise that my actions would remind me of her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and remind others of her or allow others to get to know her. Like that, like this whole thing just makes me so grateful to you and to anybody who takes the time to listen to this or watch me on my platforms I'm just filled with gratitude and I really like thank you for this moment because I feel so close it just it feels it feels really divine I don't say that often but it feels like all the pieces just like laddered up and I can tell you like when I met you finally in person even though we had met multiple times but (laughs) when we finally sat down and did my hair like this was not the plan. Like I was not planning to make this podcast. I was not planning on quarantine. Like I didn't expect to have this time, but like a message like yours is carry so much weight. And it really just reflects like the gravity that this experience, this journey, this lock journey can have. And mm-hmm. yeah. So awesome. Reagan, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Tell the people, add more people to your family, let them know. Yes, I would love to have as many people to my family as possible and share stories and, you know, like really be, fr- I like treating people like friends. Mm-hmm. So you guys can all follow me at West Indie Ray. That's on YouTube and um, Twitter and Instagram. And I also have a Facebook, but if you want to get in contact with me, don't <laughs> i'm only 25 like i don't be checking that (laughs) so like in the dms you know in the comment section i used to actually go ahead and reply to each and every comment on youtube i have since retired (laughs) from doing that but i do try to go in and reply as much as possible and if you guys need anything like please feel free to reach out in the dms and explore my page because i don't post fluff on there yeah it's not like nonsense it's not please get to the point girl like it's all good content so i guarantee you have a there to interact with people like you're not like you might people now see you with you know however many followers you're you have but it's like you are responsive you're engaging and i think that the way that we started having conversation it's not like you're someone that you can't be reached you know and i love that about you and i just can't wait to see like where you go and where you take this and where we both go because you know 
this is the start of something, girl. This is the start of something. I'm excited. And one day, I'm going to, when you get all your awards and stuff like that, I'm going to be like, hey, if you guys go back to the, <laughs> the first episode, you will hear my voice. I'm going to have you, however long this lasts, you're going to be on it like every three months. So yeah. that's just going to be the way it goes. That's going to do it for the first episode of A Lock Story. Thank you so much to Reagan. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in two weeks. We'll be dropping episodes every other Monday at 12.01 a.m.